couple weeks ago, I was with our youth at Damascus Catholic Youth Summer Camp in Wisconsin. Had about 20 of our kids there. It was an awesome time. I see Noah, his Noah went on that. Noah, was that good or bad? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up. It's a great time, had a lot of fun, an amazing camp. And one thing that really struck me that relates to today's readings is that one day I was with our middle school girls as they were getting ready to play uh, archery tag in this big field, some bunkers and obstacles, and um, they have like arrows with big, huge foam chunks on the end, so you launch these arrows at each other, and as the counselors are setting up, they need a little bit more time, so they said, okay, girls, hold on for a second, while you wait, find a partner, pair up right now, and then they said, you're going to pray for your partner, for your friend, okay? Remember how we talked about how Jesus sees you as you truly are and reveals to you how he sees you? Okay, you're going to pray and ask Jesus how he sees your partner, who they truly are in Jesus' eyes. Okay, so ask Jesus how he sees them, and then when you're done, say, Jesus sees you as this. Or I think Jesus is saying that you are blank. And so they like do this in like 60 seconds, and they're talking, praying, talking to each other, and it was so beautiful. It was so amazing. And then they're like, okay, Father, it's your turn. And like five of our St. Rose girls are like praying for me. And one by one, they're like, I think Jesus says that you are this. And Jesus sees you as that. And it was like, I was like melting. It was so beautiful and so anointed. And this like sacred moment. And then it was like, after that. <laughs> but it really was a, a sacred moment because I'm like, how amazing is it that in the middle of the day at noon on this field, in the middle of camp, that these girls are being given this opportunity to pray from the heart and to really believe that, like, I can actually speak to Jesus, ask him to, to reveal something to me, and I can actually share that with someone else right in front of me, a stranger in some cases. How beautiful is this, this prayer and this trust and this faith? I wish I had something like that when I was younger, like in middle school, to, to experience that kind of like boldness and prayer of being taught how to pray. The gospel today is, is all about prayer. And it begins with this disciple who sees Jesus praying and the disciples ask Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. I know a man who he begins every one of his prayers with that line. Every time he prays out loud, he says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. And then he goes on. <laughs> so if, if you want to learn more about how to, how to pray, that's a great way to start, just asking for Jesus to teach you. Teach us how to pray. The disciples, they, they've seen Jesus at prayer so many times. They've seen him praying in, in worship and in the temple. They've, they've seen him go away all night to pray with the Father and come back. They've, they've seen his face as he's praying in different ways. They can sense the the power of this. And so they want to know, Jesus, how, how should we pray? Teach us how to pray. And the amazing thing is that Jesus actually invites them into his own intimacy with God. How we pray as followers of Jesus is we actually are called to enter into the same relationship Jesus has with God. And what is that relationship? It's the first word of the Lord's Prayer. We have Luke's version today, and Jesus could have started that prayer with 
a whole bunch of ways to call upon God. God, Holy One, Creator, God of Israel, Almighty One. All true, all, all beautiful ways to call upon God. But what does Jesus give us when his disciples ask him, how should we pray? He says, call upon God like this, Father, Abba, That is so amazing that Jesus wants us to pray truly believing that God is my Father, our Father, that I'm a royal adopted child of God and the same intimacy that Jesus has with God the Father, we can have. When we pray, Father, we're acknowledging that God loves us, we're known by him, He's tender and compassionate towards us as his children. We can have rest in him. He's always encouraging us. We don't have to have any kind of mask or or pretense before God the Father. He knows us. He accepts us. He draws close to us. He's our refuge and our joy. Call upon him as Father. I think sometimes if if we don't have that experience very young like those middle schoolers that at camp, sometimes if we we only grow in prayer later on, we can sometimes think that that God is actually a God who is distant or doesn't really want to hear from me or won't actually speak to me, doesn't actually want to be totally interested in, in where our hearts are at and what we're dealing with, doesn't rejoice over us and sing over us as on a day of festival. I think so often we we doubt God's goodness. And so when we we pray, we're not praying like Jesus. We're we're praying from a place of uncertainty or skepticism or like, you know, this kind of intimacy in prayer, like that's just for the saints or the mystics or that's only for certain people. And friends, I will tell you that when you pray, you are called to have a profound intimacy with God. That's possible for everyone here. When you pray, you pray in and through Jesus. You pray as Jesus. You are God's child. God is my Father. God is our Father. Believe that. And if there's any sense in you this morning that, like, a doubt about that, or like, that, that's just not true for me. That's not, that's not real. That, this is just, like, big theology or only for saints. Like, reject that right now this morning. That is not from the Lord. Believe that you're called to this profound communion with God the Father, that it's possible for you, that when you pray, you pray as Jesus. St. Teresa of Avila, when she prayed the Our Father, she writes about how she couldn't even get past the first line. She would just say, Our Father, Padre Nuestro, and she would just have to stop. She would just begin to weep at how incredible that truth is, who she belongs to, Her prayer began with just like complete awe. Like, you want to be this close to me? She couldn't even get past it some days. So believe that you are called to this kind of intimacy with God. And if you don't believe that, if it's still hard for you, if you're still like, ah, I don't know, that's why Jesus gives us this little story about the midnight visitor to convince us that God is that good. 
Okay, so Jesus, as soon as he gives you our Father, he's like, nah, let, me, let, me, let me follow up here. And he says, imagine a friend who has a visitor coming at midnight. And back then, people would arrive in their travels at all hours of the night and day. And when that person comes to your home in the ancient Near East, you had to give them hospitality. It was a requirement that you give them food and drink and take care of their needs. You drop everything. Okay. It's not like Minnesota, which is like, ah, oh, my, my calendar's open in a few weeks, you know, stop on back, make some time. No, it's like you feed them. You take care of them, even if it's midnight. To not do that was like, was like a mortal sin, Okay. So this friend, he's like, I need, I, need some, I need some bread, goes to his best friend in town. is like, hey, uh, I got a friend who just came. I, I, need some, I need some bread. Can you help me out? And Jesus knows that everyone listening to this story, all the disciples, no one in their right mind would ever entertain the possibility that the friend would say, no, go away. That would be ridiculous. Like, of course, like everyone knew. It doesn't matter. Like, when someone comes on a, on a visit, you, you take care of them and your friend's going to help you. And you're, so, okay, of course he's going to give the loaves. He's not going to send his friend away hungry and his visitor to starve. Of course he's going to open the door. That's the point of this. <laughs> but then Jesus says, okay, of course we know that's going to happen. Remember, we're talking about God and prayer here. But even if that should happen, even if the friend says no, he will open the door because of the friend's persistence. It keeps on knocking. Hey, I really, I really need your help here. Come on. Like, I know you have, I know you have the bread. Come on, I, come on, please. Help me out here. And the friend will open. So as crazy as that would be, even if he said no, you will be fed. You will, by the persistence you have. Okay? When Jesus says that we're called to, to seek and ask and knock and be persistent in prayer... Truly, that we should be persistent in prayer. But it's not because we're trying to, like, wake up God. We're not trying to convince God to give us good things. God is our Father, our Abba. Do you believe that? People of God, do you believe that? Can I get an amen? Can I get an hallelujah? Believe this. Believe this. This is the Word of God. When we're seeking and knocking and asking, we're not trying to rouse God to answer us. We're actually resisting that little voice, that little lie in our heart that says to us, he's not listening. Who do you think you are? God's not your father. Who do you think you are? A saint, a child of God? We know that voice all too well. It comes from way back in the beginning of history. And when we're seeking and asking and knocking, we are resisting that doubt we are pushing ourselves into the, the bosom and embrace of God. We're knocking and seeking and being persistent because we're renouncing the lie that we're orphans. And we're embracing the truth that I'm God's child. And not only will God just give us good things, he's, Jesus is like, if, if you people who sin, if, if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will the Heavenly Father give not just a good thing here or there, but he's going to give you goodness itself. My Father will give you the Holy Spirit, the divine breath itself, everything good you could ever want, he will give you in the Holy Spirit. So call upon him as Father. Be persistent. Ask, seek, and knock. He is loving and tender and compassionate. He will speak to you. He won't let you go away hungry. He's not going to send you away as an orphan starving, unfulfilled. 
become people of prayer and trust in God. In a moment, God is literally going to answer this prayer by feeding us with the body and blood of Christ, giving us the bread of life, allowing us to not, go, not to go away hungry, but to be totally satisfied by having God within us and becoming more and more into Jesus. So brothers and sisters, ask this weekend always, Lord, teach us how to pray and call upon God as our Father who loves us and who will never send us away hungry.